standing for just a moment. Our God, in this place, we know you are here and that you are with us. And Father, we are grateful. Father, we pray your blessing on us, your people today, as we gather. We gather in Jesus' name. We pray this in the most powerful, saving name. Amen. You can be seated. So let me kind of tell you, um, I I know today has been full and a lot going on, and um, this is our sermon for today. Um, It's 25 minutes long. It's a miracle. Um, I'm done. (laughs) Um, I I don't feel like I have 25 minutes because today has been so full and there's been so many things. um, So I'm going to take this, and this is now next week. And so you do need to come back because I I think it's pretty pretty good, um, if I don't say so myself. Um, And and I I do want to take just a moment this morning. Earlier we prayed for our students and our teachers, um, our parents. And there were a lot of people standing up in this place. There were a lot of people standing here. And one of the things that, that John Maxwell, I love, says about leadership, he says leadership is influence. And if that is true, we have a lot of leaders in this room who are going back into school and that these lives represent thousands of touch points throughout this city where we have the opportunity through our children, through our students, through our teachers, or administrators, to touch people's life with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ that we talked about last week. And as we talk about going back to school, I think it's so fitting as we talk about this kingdom and what it looks like to just begin to give you just a part of maybe the greatest sermon that was ever preached as Jesus begins his ministry. And I want to share these words with you as a calling as we go back into our schools tomorrow. Because there are so many good, good things going on here at our church. I'm so thankful for each and every single person in this place, the lives, the families that you represent, and the influence that you have in other people's lives. I want to encourage you to to join with us as we pray, pray and fast over this REACH initiative is we look for the next 40 years of what God is going to do in this, this place and in this city through these people. As our students go back, this is such a great, great time to be a part of Shiloh Road Church of Christ. And I am so grateful to be here. I just want to share these words with you. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil about you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. And a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before all men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Do not think I have come to abolish the law. I have not come to abolish it, but to fulfill it. And I tell you, until the smallest letter and the least stroke of the pen disappear, nothing will disappear from the law and the prophets. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. You've heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to their brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. But anyone who says, you fool, is in danger of the fires of hell. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, and there, remember, your brother or sister has something against you, leave your your gift there at the altar and go and be reconciled to your brother or sister. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do, you, do it while you are still together on your way, or your adversary may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid back every last penny. You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in her, his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It's been said that anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you, anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her a victim of adultery. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear by anything, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond that comes from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic, give them your coat as well. 
But if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them too. Give to the one who asks, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Or not even the tax collectors doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Don't even the pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Be careful not to practice your acts of righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets in, like as the hypocrites do in the synagogues or on the streets to be honored by men. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what the right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Father in heaven will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head. And wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father sees, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or what you drink or what your body and what you will wear. 
Is life not more than food and the body not more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself, and each day has enough trouble of its own. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your your eye when the whole time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give to the dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who seeks, for everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes and figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons in your name and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, away from me, never knew you. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. 
yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not their teachers of the law. Jesus takes this idea of kingdom and what his kingdom is going to look like and he flips it entirely upside down. And the words are simple. But they can be so difficult to live out and embody. This year, as we begin a new year, may God give us the courage to live these words out so that people around us see the kingdom through us. Father, today, in this place, we pray your blessing on us. As we start a new school year, Father, we pray that we, your disciples, will be your hands and feet that go into this world, bringing the good news, the proclamation that Jesus Christ is King, that Jesus is Messiah. Father, may we submit our lives to you again, a new today, a new tomorrow bringing your new saving reign to this world. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If we could pray for you in any way this morning, we invite you. We're going to have our staff, our shepherds around the back of the auditorium. We would love to just simply pray with you. If you need a little bit of extra time, we have our shepherds that are going to be in the gathering as well. Um, If you've never given your life to Christ, we do offer you that invitation as well today. Submit to him, be made new, washed in the water. But whatever we could do, come while we stand and sing.